Welcome to Talking Confidence with me, Holly Kaplan. Having confidence in the workplace is essential for progress, fulfillment, and yes, survival. The issue is that confidence doesn't always come easy and is impacted and influenced along the way. Well, as a confidence coach, I know the key to finding and keeping your confidence is to recognize how professional situations have affected how you think of yourself. In this podcast together, we will examine exactly what impacts women's confidence in the workplace. We're going to get raw in these episodes. We are going to peel back the layers of social interactions, company culture, gender discrimination, ageism, and more. My guests will include entrepreneurs, corporate executives, and business owners. We are going to get down to what these women are really feeling. Expect vulnerability, openness, and relatability. But most importantly, expect to find your confidence. Most of you know that my specialty as a coach is helping people find the confidence to break out of their current nine to five to start their own businesses. It's one of my favorite things to do. I appreciate their ideas, creativity, and grit. Yet, one of the biggest challenges that I find my clients face is the discomfort they feel once they realize how they have to market their new business in 2022. This does not include placing an ad in a local business journal or putting up a website. It's not that simple. We are in a world of self-promoting videos, posts, likes, and comments, and it can be hard enough to find the guts to open your own business, but then the thought of having to do a video about it and then posting it on social for the whole world to see can feel overwhelming. And it's not something we're used to doing. I mean, I grew up in an age of Atari, phone books, and record players. We were not doing TikTok videos or posting about ourselves constantly. Most people, adults, find discomfort in thinking about all of the new ways they will have to market themselves. This is uncomfortable, but it's necessary. Okay, I'm going to tell you a secret. When I began my coaching business in 2018 and started posting videos on LinkedIn, I would create the video, but then keep it unpublished. At 6.15 p.m., I would sit down on my couch, have a vodka and soda, take a breath, pull up the video, and then hit that post button. Okay, maybe liquid courage was false courage, but my point is getting that far out of my comfort zone wasn't easy. Now I can do it without the vodka, but doing it was certainly awkward at first. Here's the thing. Getting uncomfortable is key for growth and stretching yourself. We have to learn to embrace it, go with it, and feel that awkwardness. It's part of it. Expect it. The beautiful thing is when you begin to feel confident, you will know that you're doing the right things for yourself and your business. Be sure to listen through to the end of this episode so you can hear my tips on how to embrace getting uncomfortable. My guest today, Rainey Alfers, has experienced this discomfort, but as a result, she's experienced success and growth. Rainey is an accomplished entrepreneur. Over the last 16 years, she's built a successful all-lines insurance agency in Texas by leading a team that continues to win awards and is notably recognized in DFW. Since starting her first business in college, Rainey's passion for supporting women-owned businesses has seasoned. She invests in women founders, creators, and owners through her company, EMR Equity. She currently serves as CEO of EMK Beverly Hills. EMK is a plant-based skincare line with a heritage in radically restoring skin with a clean beauty approach. 
Rainey is a Louisiana native and considers Dallas, Texas her home. She's connected locally as a professional relationship builder and is hardly involved in the community and serves as co-director of Boss Talks Dallas. She's making an impact through her podcast, Working Women Mentor. Guests share their triumph stories and invite listeners to be inspired by mentor moments from everyday hardworking women. Voyage Magazine noted, Rainey and her son challenge their comfort zone and embrace new experiences with an enthusiasm for travel, witty humor, great food, and meeting interesting locals. Their lifestyle keeps them ready for their next adventure. Rainey, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited that you're going to do this episode with me. Holly, I mean, thanks for asking. I love the idea of confidence, love your podcast. I mean, oh. I'm super excited to be here. So thank you. Thank you. I I am too. And as I always do, I want to talk about how we know each other. And we met like, what, two or three weeks ago? We did. Yeah. It was love at first sight. Yes. A dear friend of ours, uh, Ed Francis here in the Dallas area, met both of us. Well, he's known you for years. He just met me and he said, you need to meet Rainy. And so uh, now I'm like, you were right, Ed. It was was so sweet when we all three met because Ed was watching us. I I remember he's sitting there and he's just watching you and I talk and chat Uh and get to know each other. And I'm like, you did well, Ed, right? You did good. (laughs) You did good. He was so enjoyed uh, watching our connection. And you have to really appreciate when someone recognizes two different people and feels like they would be a good um, connection for each other. So I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, that was really thoughtful of him. And then I would look over at him and I was like, I think he's ready to go. Because <laughs> we were chatting. We're like, hey, uh, we, we totally we, we ignored him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Ed. He's so poor sweet. Um, and you're a Louisiana girl like I am. So we have all that in common too. Right. I mean, Louisiana. So, I mean, from Louisiana in Dallas now, we're both doing the same thing. I have a 10 year old son, Carter. Um, you have <laughs> yeah. your daughter. I mean, it's so interesting how much alike that people can be, right? E- even if we haven't met before, but I know. Um, I, you know, I love it. I still feel like I have a lot of Louisiana in me, especially when it comes to eating. Um, but so thankful to be in Dallas. Really appreciate living here. Ditto, ditto, ditto. I'm still having a hard time finding where I can get good boiled crawfish, but I do love Dallas. So, well, when you find it, peel it for me and oh. then invite me over to, to eat I it will. once it's already peeled. Rainy, I can totally do that. I'm like, I kick ass on peeling crawfish. So we have a deal. We're good. I'll pair the wine. How about that? Okay. All right. We're doing it. <laughs> Here we go. We're doing it, man. Um, Well, before we get started, because I have so many questions for you today, will you tell us a little bit more about yourself? We'd love to hear about you and your business and what you do here in Dallas. Absolutely. You know, I moved here 16 years ago and opened an insurance agency in the Dallas area. And that was all very brand new to me. I I was entrepreneur early on and really was interested in owning my own business and, you know, controlling what I did and wanting to employ others and give stability to other people in the community Mm -hmm. and um, wanted to do something that I could also help people and that'd be pretty good at. Right. And so I've really enjoyed it over the years. Um, through that, I've also been interested in investing in, uh, in other companies. And so I've currently uh, purchased a skincare company, which is really fun. I'll, I'll, get, I'll tell you so more about cool. that on another podcast. Can't wait. Uh, can't, can't wait. wait. Um, but yeah, just sort of diving into uh, business and interesting things and where we can use our own individual talent. So really fun. Um, you know, I mentioned my son, Carter. We're, we're here in Dallas. We love to eat well and travel and 
um, have fun and laugh a lot. And, um, you know, life is good. Life is how you look at it. Right, Holly? Totally, totally agree. And I, I understand where you're coming from because girl, we got preteens. We got (laughs) preteens. That is a whole other podcast right there. So I bet. I bet uh you get it worse than (laughs) that. I mean, the girl drama, it just kills me. It just kills me. So. I mean, we were girls at one point, right? Yeah. We get this. Yeah. We remember those days. I'm thankful for my boy, my son. Yes. Right? There isn't a whole lot of drama wrapped up in him. So it's it's definitely what I can handle. Right. Let's trade for a couple of days. <laughs> you can <laughs> take not. Stella. I'll take Carter. <laughs> funny. All right. In all seriousness, um, today I'm excited to talk about getting uncomfortable. This has been a hot topic lately because we all have to get uncomfortable for our own personal growth and development, especially as entrepreneurs. We have to find out what works best for us in business development, marketing, all that good stuff. So I want to start our questions today by asking you in your business, when did you realize you needed to approach different ways to market yourself, especially in our current environment? I think that's a great question. And I think, you know, we all have to recognize at some point we are our own brand. Mm -hmm. We do have to look at things differently and we have to look at them differently from our competition, but we also have to know what else is going on out there, right? Before we can think a bit differently. Um, So if I look back and then come, come forward to present day, I think, you know, starting out the insurance agency would be a great example of, I mean, how many insurance agents are out there, right? (laughs) There is a lot. Um, And why are they different? What is unique about them? Who wants to work with whom? How do you get the word out about your business? I mean, just sort of looking at those basic marketing ideas and then understanding what do I have to bring to the table and why me? And I think having, you know, back to your point of confidence and recognizing those talents within ourself and Mm -hmm. then being able to put them out there to the world in a way that is authentic and a way that is, um, you know, approachable and in a way that can truly help our target consumer and the person that we want to work with. So, you know, when I realized that there are so many that have a lot of competition, a lot of competition. And that's really what drove me to start looking at things differently. What were some of your, of your methods or ideas? Well, I, I have a natural, I love people, right? We, you know, yeah. we connected really easy. I'm so interested in people and their story. And, um, again, that, that authentic connection piece that I felt that I had to use that first and foremost to go out and meet more people that could partner in and refer business and work with my team um, that I was building. And the only way to do that is, you know, get uncomfortable, go out there and start meeting people. You know, I moved to Texas without knowing anyone. I, I, I didn't even know my way around and a brand new city, brand new industry, brand new everything. And, um, the whole thing was uncomfortable, Holly, (laughs) everything about it. But the only way that I knew that I would succeed would be to put myself out there and meet new people in the industries that I needed to align with my business. And that was first and foremost. And so that networking piece, we, you know, we talk about networking. I could talk about that all day because I think it's evolved so much over time. Initially, I was just trying to meet everyone, right. And and not as discerning as I should have been. I've learned a lot over the years and I'm highly intentional with my time who I'm around, who I want to be around, um, and those types of things. But, 
you know, networking, meeting people and figuring out what areas aligned with my agency was number one. And some of the other pieces of that, though, is understanding more so not just the networking component and the people component is how can I help them? How do right. what's right? It's like it wasn't about me saying, hey, what can you do for my agency? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm naturally a pretty giving person. And, and what what how? what can I do for you? And then, and then from there, I think is where you find that synergy, right? From, from, the, from the networking piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the, the other methods, you know, really began as well on the social media side of things is, you know, 16 years ago is a little different with social media, right. much different than today, right? Yes. Maybe TikTok, what TikTok, what? And I'm you, like, you I have had- a watch. I don't need a TikTok. <laughs> what is it? I- I'm joking. I didn't even have a Facebook account. I'm pretty, I'm actually pretty private um, in, in, in a sense. And so to get a Facebook account, I remember I was just thinking, what and what, what, do, what do people want to know about me? I didn't uh-huh. think there was anything interesting. And I, I don't know. I just, it was, you know, that starting that direction and I can go more into that and how that all worked. But I think, you know, you have to look outside of your environment and see what others are doing and then how you can do it better. And those were two initial pieces on how to get myself out there. But then when I'm out there, then how do you identify yourself with who you're meeting or who you're in connection with in whatever platform you have? Right. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And coming out of corporate America, and I've talked about this before, we didn't have to do any of this. I mean, I was there for 20 something years. I didn't have to network. I didn't have to do social media. You're not trained to be an entrepreneur. I mean, in some ways you are, but you don't necessarily have to throw yourself out there like we do. Um, and it's a whole new learning way of learning to do things. So, um, and it's actually a question I get a lot from women because they're like, well, now do I have to do social media, videos, the TikTok, the Snapchat, the Instagram? They're like, what do I do? And how do I get the conf- confidence to do it? So. And I understand that. I mean, but you know, I have to say though, from your perspective, it, I don't know if I could survive in a corporate culture, oh, right? Well. I mean, there, we all have different ways of doing things, yeah. and I, I, there's so much structure and so many things, and I feel like, I, I mean, I, I give you lots of accolades for that, and just knowing how to navigate that side of things. But you're right; it is completely different when you're trying to get out and brand yourself and your business and whatever it is that you're doing. I, I think that when you when you when you think about courage in doing that, I think it's simply that it's survival, number one, True. right? Because we have to do what is, I mean, there was no other way. I, I, I had to get out and meet people and talk to them about insurance and talk to them about my agency and talk to them about me. There, If I didn't do that, it was, it wouldn't have been beneficial, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that was the only way it was going to work. So I just had to do it. I just had to suck it up and do it. You know, there's pieces of that that were more uncomfortable than others. For instance, asking for something, <laughs> asking people to, you know, work with me or do things. It's very difficult. I think women even struggle more with this is asking someone to help or asking for something, right? We just right. all want to kind of do it on our own. Right. Um, and yeah. And I think, you know, when you get out there, you realize people are pretty nice and they want to help. Gen- you know, you want to help them. They want to help you. It, it, it all works out. And so that, that kind of makes you feel better. But I think courage and the understanding that you actually, the worst case scenario is what, right? I think starting with that, what is the worst case scenario if I do X? 
And you can build your courage mentally by thinking of that in that way. And also, I think the second piece would be is understanding your talent, understanding what your strengths are. You, we all know we have lots of weaknesses. I, I can list mine like really quickly. I mean, like long list, but quickly for you. I know exactly what they are. But I also know that there's some things that I'm good at. And when you're trying to build your courage, you have to focus on those areas. It is not productive to focus on what you're not good at. Right. Right. That's actually a really good point because you'll just tear tear yourself down before you try to do your first video or your first LinkedIn post. So Yeah. And I also think the third piece I I would even encourage would be remember your message. And it's really who you can help. And if you sort of unpeel yourself from that, once you've identified that there's no other way, this just, you just better do it. And worst case scenario, you know, no one will see it. Worst case, you know, right. if you try and you fail, who cares? How many people know about this? And just start over and try again. You know, of course we all know to do that. But, but I think the third piece of that is, is focusing on who you're trying to help. And when we pull ourselves out the picture and we pull our own insecurities and our own imposter syndrome, right? You've talked about that on your show before. Mm -hmm. Um, When we unpeel it and get down really to the core of what we're trying to get across, that helps you stay on point. And that becomes your radar moving forward, your arrow moving forward. It does. And it takes discomfort out of it because you know what your message is and you know who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. You know who you're trying to reach. That's right. I mean, think of social media. I mean, it's like I said earlier, it's it's evolved so much, but that's where, you know, I started with the very first uncomfortable thing was literally a picture of myself on my business card. I thought, how vain is that? I can't do that. You yeah. know, I was 26 years old. There's like no way I'm putting my picture on there. Um, and and then someone very, you know, close to me at the time said, Oh, it looks like your high school yearbook picture. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I was, I took me, so I was, didn't even want a picture on the card. And then when I finally got the damn card printed and, and, and showed this person, it was like, yeah, you know, high school, I, I was already young enough. You know, I wanted to be taken seriously at that time. And to hear that did not help my confidence. I'll tell no, you that much. Um, no. It really didn't, you know, I, so to, from going from not wanting to have your picture on your business cards to then starting to do professional photo shoots mm-hmm. and, you know, I have to give, if you're in the Dallas area, Kelly Williams, a shout out yes. uh, on your show because she's amazing. She um, is. She's an outstanding brand photographer, just photographer in general. Um, but, you know, working with someone who you get comfortable with, who's highly talented, it's worth paying more right? Don't go to, it's so worth paying more to get what you're going to receive. So starting from photos and then going to videos, because this evolves, how everything evolves. You don't just jump out the gate with one thing. You're right. You start with photos for anyone listening. Exactly. If you're listening, get a great photo, get a great, Um, yep. Yeah. And then understand in that photo, what, you know, when you take the photo, even what, you know, what image of you do you want to represent? And what look will you have and, 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 and how that is going to be perceived, I think is really important. Um, I think, you know, second, of course, is, 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 is video is now you've got to talk. Now you got to be on camera, share your message, let people get to know you through the information that you can share with them, how you can help them and remind them that you're around. Marketing is really about presence. It's about being, being in and around your market and in a way that will align with the person who at that moment or in the future might be looking for what you're offering. It's very simple. Right. 
And so, you know, you have to, the, the video piece is important because they want to hear from you. We're in a video world. Everything is visual now. Exactly. Mm. It's so, so true. And, and gosh, I remember I, how nervous I was before I did my first video because it's not something everybody does naturally, right? You really have to learn how to do it. And that's where a lot of people get stuck. How did you take that first step into doing your video? Like mine was just sheer, I'll throw myself out there. That's I just, love that. Yeah, of I'm like, oh, was. let's see what happens. Uh, no one's going to see it anyway. But, well, uh, how'd it go? What it was it? <laughs> I need to go back and look at your very oh first Oh my God, video. I don't remember. I'll have to Send go it back. To me, I'm sure it's horrible. I'm sure I'm like all robotic and stuff. But um, how did you find the courage to do it? Because that's what it, I know a lot of the listeners will want to hear about so they can do it too. They can find the courage also. Yeah. You know, I, th- I, I naturally, uh, you know, naturally I have a lot of courage uh, that, that is actually one of my strengths. So I, I have a tremendous amount of courage in fact. Um, but I think even though you have courage, that doesn't mean you are not going to be uncomfortable doing new things. So I think there's a real distinction sometimes, yes. right? So it, you know, I don't get it in your head that, Oh, you're not courageous or, Oh, I'm, you know, too scared to do this. It's, you know, sometimes it's not about your courage, right? It's just about the unknown and uh, the outcome. And so when I started doing videos, they were for the insurance company and, um, oh, (laughs) I'm, I'm such a chatter. And like I said, I like talking with people and I just thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to stand there and look in this camera. And, you know, I had all the same feelings as everyone else. And so what helped me was I actually hired someone, uh, to work with my, uh, my agency and a, a, a gentleman, a young gentleman who really enjoyed video and really enjoyed social and, really was able, I connected with him very well because he was able to see that, um, what I did want to do is actually, you know, give good information to people. It wasn't the rainy show, right? It wasn't like, Oh, Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. It was very intentional marketing. Mm -hmm. It was, Hey, this is, you know, we started a series and (laughs) it was, um, you know, we'd go out into local businesses and I would, you know, change it or like, feel air pressure and a tire, things about autos or things about homes, or we'd go to people's homes and we'd film something. And, and I felt very comfortable with the other people that were in these videos, Holly. Yeah. Right. Cause you know, naturally I like talking with people. So what did he do? He found some people for me to talk to in these videos and that put me at ease and whatever type of video you're doing, whatever industry you're in, I would say, include a point of reference in it. That is something that connects both with your, your consumer, but also with yourself that puts you at ease and makes you feel comfortable. And I think when you have those two things aligned, that's a perfect video. You don't have to look amazing. You don't have to be in the best place. You don't I mean, you know, your audio could be a little off. Those things are, you know, can be improved over time. But the core of that is, is, um, is, is the content quite frankly. Right. Yes. yes. Um, so, so those were so fun and th- doing them one by one by one really built my confidence. And, um, I would just get up and just do my thing. I also think better on my feet. Yes. I couldn't, I didn't want to prepare for anything. You know, we were doing these little shoots on rainy desert or something. And, and I, I would just say, don't even, pre- don't prepare me. Just when I walk up there, <laughs> tell me, I didn't even know where the gas tank was or where I didn't know what the little thing was that you fill the tire. I mean, I wasn't really super handy at these things. Um, but I was like, okay, explain it to me. 
And then boom, we'd turn the camera on and then I would talk about it. Like I knew what like I was you're talking the expert. about, Holly. You yes. were the expert. You're like, yes. I know everything about changing a tire, putting air or in a tire. Whatever it was. I'd have I to had, but I had I so know. much fun. I mean, I enjoyed learning about it. I enjoyed a little bit of that uncomfortable, like new thing. Right. Um, and we had such tremendous feedback about those videos. Then that also gave me confidence because people started watching them and, and, you know, it started catching on. And then after that, I realized, you know what, <laughs> this is fine. Turn the camera on. I'll just start talking. It may not be great. We have tons of like outtakes of me dying laughing and saying the wrong thing. And um, in fact, there's been blooper reels put together of me, <laughs> like Whoa. behind the scenes recording something. It's so funny. Um, but just, you know, be yourself, but, but be, be, find something that is going to make you comfortable on camera. Right. I want to go back to something you said, authenticity. And it sounds like that's what brought you comfort in your discomfort because you knew that you were just being yourself. And I like what you said about you did one video, then you did another one. It takes time to get comfortable with it, you know? And I think that's, we have to shine a little light on that because I don't want people to think like if they put a video out, you know, and they feel so awkward about it, they don't do it again. You got to do it again. You got to get more uncomfortable. It's a, you really, it's a process. It is. And, and, you know, I was listening to a, a, a lady speak recently and, and she said, she said, I would put a video up and wait for likes oh. and wait for reaction <laughs> and wait for someone to just say, way to go. You know, she was waiting for that immediate feedback and she's like, and then I got one or two likes. Yeah. And then I wanted to stick my head under the bed and yes. cry. Right. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was because I hear that over and over and you know, I'll tell what I did, Holly, I just put it out there. I didn't even look at reactions or likes. There's things that I will not even look at metrics on because if I don't want to know, don't I want to know, I don't want to know. It's like, just keep going, just do another one and do another one. And I can tell you that more people are watching than react to your post. Oh my God. So true. Especially on LinkedIn. People are yeah. like much more reserved on LinkedIn, like on Facebook, like, 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 like LinkedIn. It's like, I don't know. What are they going to think if I like their photo? Oh, they can't think that it's much more. It's much different. I'm just, yeah. You know, I did a podcast recently and I remember the, she says, she goes, all I can say is if you guys see my post out there, could you just like it or at least leave a comment every now and then? Right. You know, that That's was her funny. call her call to action. She's like, just let me know someone saw it. And that's one thing I think we could do more of, right? Cause we're all scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. We see it, but we haven't necessarily made a comment, but you know, my point on that is, yeah, don't, you know, maybe don't look at it. Maybe have someone else do it for you. Handle that piece. If, if it's, if you can, um, but, but just keep putting them out there consistently. One or two things is not even worth putting it out there to begin I with. Agree. And I like that. Don't look at the feedback. I mean, don't look at if you've been liked or not, just yeah. keep going, just keep, keep going. going. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you know, that's terrific. It is. And I think that authenticity piece is, you know, to your point, it's, it's be you. And when you know that you're just being yourself, you're not acting, you're not, um, you know, you're, you're not reading a script, right? You're not uh, doing something that is unnatural to the business that you have and the person that you are as you're maybe entering something new or have an existing business or, or really just maybe want to build a personal brand. Right, right. The personal brand part is huge. It's huge. Um, we're all a brand now, right? We're I all mean, literally, a brand. 
Every, I mean, uh, you know, people are working on this in their in their their teenage years. They're identifying their brand and building it every post at a time. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. And and coming from, I'm in my 50s. You're younger than me, but coming from a different decade of where you didn't have to do all this, you didn't have to be your own brand, and now here we are. We're thrown into it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just we, you have to bob and weave around this and learn how to do it. If yes, you do. If you're branding yes, you yourself. Do. Mm-hmm. How has getting uncomfortable helped you? <laughs> it's that's such an interesting question. question. <laughs> wow, Holly. Yeah, it's a big one. Goodness, that's Thank a you. that's a big one. How's getting yeah, I think that I, I I grew up uncomfortable. I mean, I there, you know, I think from an early on period of time in my life, you know, um I learned to that things were maybe be uncomfortable in many different ways. But what I knew I could, I knew, I, I, I truly know this is where courage comes from is that, um, that things will be okay, right? It'll always be okay. Um, and so I think, you know, when you think about for me and, you know, sort of where I've come from and, and things being uncomfortable in, in my life uh, growing up. So, so then when, when you, when you're all grown up, you realize, oh, this is no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everything becomes much easier and it's, it, it's actually a good thing because, you know, you're not rattled as easy. You're not, um, you're still, you know, you're still uncomfortable, but but it gives you a little bit of the underlying courage to move past that. Yes. And I, ha- I have something, I used to keep it on my phone. I, even my, my staff all says it now, like, I, keep moving. Anytime something happens, it's like, keep moving, just keep moving. And if you can keep moving and moving past something that's uncomfortable, it'll get better. I mean, you're not going to stay in that, in that frame of mind. And um, it's, it's simple to say that, keep moving. But if you just put one step in front of the other and, um, you know, everything will be okay. It, it will be. It, it, it does work out. And I think, you know, believing in yourself and believing that, you know, when you can count on yourself, yes, that is really important. I mean, I, I know that I can count on myself, to, you know, to make, to, and I'll be okay. And right. so- it's not the end. It's not the end. It's, it's, it's not. And, and we so, treat it like you know, it is. We're like, oh my God, I'm so devastated. No, keep moving. Just keep, keep moving. moving. And I think what's interesting, it, it's it's in fact and funny. I've had someone tell me like, I think you thrive in discomfort. <laughs> and, and this was in True. a professional sense, right? And in, in terms of like, if everything is chaotic, if all things are blowing up or something's falling apart or, you know, that something major is happening, um, it, you know, I can actually thrive in that environment and in, in that uncomfortable environment. So I, I think others can too, if they, if they really realize it. So there's two sides of discomfort and being uncomfortable. It's the person who steps up and, and, and moves past that, or it's the person who recognizes the situation and realizes, Oh, okay, this is how we figure this out. And, and again, keep moving. Right. So I, I think there's some different sides of, of that component of being uncomfortable. I agree. I agree. And like you, I'm in a constant state of being uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't remember the last day I was comfortable. Yeah. Maybe it was like (laughs) on a Sunday from two to four and that was it. That was it. It's, it's the only way you're going to grow. I mean, it really is. And, and, you know, we should all be hopefully wanting to grow and evolve in life and, and learn new things and, 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 um, yeah, we have to get a little uncomfortable. Uh, you know, my, my team, they are, 
<laughs> they they know like I will make them. Uh, you know, we make you you have to get uncomfortable to really push past something, to learn something, to know it, to be able to pivot. To it's such a good skill. It's such a good place to be in sometimes. So it's not always bad right. to be uncomfortable. How right. about that? <laughs> and I think no, I love that, and I love that because I want our listeners today to listen to this podcast and go, I'm going to be uncomfortable. And, and I'll be, be okay. And I'll be and okay. And it's not that bad. <laughs> no. And we all go through it. We all We're all, especially it. those of us who are trying to start our businesses or continue our own branding or reach out. I mean, we, we're all uncomfortable. So get in with us, basically. Jump in. Jump come in and hang un- out with us. Come get in the uncomfortable <laughs> spot where we are. Um, you've given a lot of really good advice today, but what words of advice do you have for other women who need to get uncomfortable? I think my advice, Holly, my advice would be that we're all going to be uncomfortable at any stage of anything we're doing. And really it's looking at what is the next stage. So where are you today? Where's the next step? What's the next step after that? And what's the next step after that? If you just keep looking forward, if you are someone who is wanting to get into social media or video or podcasting or growing a brand or a business, there's going to be challenges and there it's going to be difficult and there are going to be good days and bad days, Mm -hmm. but you have to be able to count on yourself. You have to have the courage to keep moving. And I think that women are really good at that. (laughs) If there's anything that women can do, it's, you know, we can handle a lot. Yes, we do. You know, it's it's we're usually doing it for other people, though, and really looking inside yourself and figuring out what you can do for yourself. And and I think that's going to be to be uncomfortable. (laughs) I think that's I think that's great advice. And you just paste it out. You paste it out Mm -hmm. so that it's absorbable. It's like, okay, again, one thing at a time, just keep moving. Then the next Mm -hmm. step, just keep moving. Miss Rainey, how can people get in touch with you if they want to connect with you? Ah, thank you. So you can find me at RainyAlfers.com. I'm on Instagram at RainyAlfers. And check out my podcast, Working Women Mentor, on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere out there. But uh, love, love, love what you're doing, Holly. I think, you know... confidence and hearing from women on how they approach it and how we can all share and help each other is so important. So thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It was wonderful. And thank you. You have such a good sense of humor and you're spot on with so many of your points. So I appreciate you being here today, Ms. Rainey. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll look for that crawfish boil. Okay. Okay. <laughs> April, you April, you too. Thanks. Getting uncomfortable is important. Like I said in the opening, lean into it. Know it's going to happen and see it as progress. No matter where you are in your career, discomfort will appear and you will have a choice as to how you handle it. Here are my three tips on getting uncomfortable. Firstly, know it is necessary for your own personal development. If we stayed comfortable, we wouldn't grow. Nothing would change. Secondly, hold yourself accountable. If you have to do something and you really don't want to, Ask your accountability partner to hold your feet to the fire to help you get through the heat. And one more thing, be able to laugh at yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously. Change comes with growing pains, cringy moments, but mostly a lot of laughter. And those are my parting words today. This is Holly Kaplan. Cheers until the next episode of Talking Confidence. 
Thank you, Talking Confidence listeners, for joining me today for this episode. If you would like to connect with me personally for confidence coaching or speaking events, you can reach me at hollycaplan.com. If you would like to buy my book, Surviving the Dick Click, A Girl's Guide to Surviving the Male-Dominated Corporate World, you can find your copy at amazon.com. Thanks.